Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Talking with the Source. I'm the JK47. Uh, AJ uh, is not here right now, so we're going to continue with our show. We got a great show for you. I hope you're ready. Uh, we're going to be picking the brain of Mr. Tony Rathman. Uh, if you don't know Tony, he does a lot of work uh, uh, with Staticom, and, and I'm really excited to talk to him. I want to pick his brain about a lot of stuff, man. And... Uh, you know what? Without further ado, I, I first I uh, want to shout out Parapost. Thanks for us having having us on uh, Parapost. Also check out Global Ghost Hunts. Uh, they're affiliated with Parapost and AJ. So um, yeah, let's get started, guys. I, I'm really excited. Tony, welcome, man. How are you? I'm doing great. Doing yeah. great. Thank you. It's nice and warm down there in Arizona. I'm hoping. Oh yeah, no complaints at all. 75. Yeah, that's not bad. It's better than 101 or 120, right? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, brother, um, first of all, uh, just like we asked all our guests, man, um, what got you affiliated with uh, paranormal research and, and digging into the afterlife? How did, how did you start out? Well, I didn't believe in any of it. Um, and it was my wife that got me involved in it. And she, she liked watching the paranormal shows that were out early, ghost hunters, um, ghost adventures. She thought they were fascinating. She kept trying to get me to sit down and watch. I could last about a minute or (laughs) two and I'd be like, this is BS. This isn't true. This is television. And then she finally... I think it was a it was Valentine's Day back in 2010, and she said normally we'd go to a resort, hang out by the pool. She said I want to do something different. I said okay, what do you want to do? She said I want to go ghost hunting, and I was like, oh my god! Oh, geez. <laughs> right. Well, I had two choices: I could take her, or I could have her mad at me until next Valentine's Day. So I took her. Um, and when we got home, and she started going through the recordings, the photographs, the videos, I was blown away. There was stuff in all of it that wasn't there when we took the picture, voices that were answering on the recorder that were not there when we, when I remember recording it. Um, And I was blown away. And I, I spent probably two or three months trying to debunk it and couldn't. So finally I said to her, well, let's go back and try it again. And we did. We got even more and went back again, even more. I think we investigated that particular hotel over over 50 times um, and stuff just kept coming. So then we we started branching out. Uh, we covered all everything in Arizona. Then we covered Nevada. Then we covered Southern California, then moved over to L.A., um, then started experimenting with locations throughout the rest of the country, Indiana, Ohio, Pennsylvania, ended up going out to New Jersey area with Ron and Lourdes. Um, Then we went to investigate in Japan and the Philippines. Um, And it just kept, it kept growing from there. That's amazing, man. So, so let me ask what hotel uh, in Arizona was it? Uh, Hotel San Carlos. San Carlos. All right. Cool. Cool. So, so going in as a skeptic, 
I, you were kind of like, oh, whatever, whatever. <laughs> and, and, and how, how, what do you think now? What do you, what can you tell skeptics, you know, give it a chance or, you know, go experience it for yourself. What, what do you tell them? Yeah. You, you, you have to put in the time. You have to put in the research. Um, just because you go one time, ask some questions, you know, you don't always get something. It, it takes time. You have to, you have to have the passion to do it. You have to put in the time to make it happen and do it effectively. And only from there does the results start to show up, start to paint a picture. And from there, um, you know, that's when you get information for yourself that says, hey, this isn't normal. This shouldn't be happening. Um, there was no reason for this to occur. There were no other people. And of course, knowing your surroundings, knowing what's around you, knowing what's happening while you're investigating, super important to making sure that what you're claiming to be paranormal actually is and not just some something you overlooked or missed. Right, right, right. Uh, or any, uh, you know, things in the room that, that, that could have activated it, you know, like vents right. and stuff like that. Just, just being a skeptic, uh, you know, and trying to debunk your own stuff that I think that's the biggest thing that investigators uh, need to do, you know, in order to be creditable. Yeah. And it was more than just being skeptical. I mean, my father was a, a physics, chemistry and physical science instructor. So, I mean, everything I, I asked when I said, hey, dad, why is the sky blue? Oh, well, the sky is blue because vapor hangs out in the air and when light hits it it separates the colors blue is the most common color so it makes the sky look blue well you know ghost spirits wasn't a conversation that came up much so <laughs> it was something that you know had to just find out for myself there you go there you go and you're 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 doing great man uh, i can't applaud you on all the accomplishments that you've done so so why don't you tell us a little bit uh how, how static Kong came to be, you know, where, where, where'd you start and how did you get to where you're at today? Well, um, we went out to New Jersey to do some investigation. We did a four day four haunted mansion tour with Ron and Lourdes. We went to, um, Selma mansion, White Hill mansion, Chrysler mansion, and um, which one am I forgetting? Um, I don't know, I'm drawing a blank at the moment. But <laughs> they were already experimenting with DRV. Okay. And so we got to hear it run four days, four nights in a row, four different locations. And it was fascinating because it wasn't um, it wasn't single word, short answers. There was very little background noise blocking it, affecting it. Um, and that was intriguing to me. I mean, we, we had been involved with building spirit boxes for 12 years. And I hadn't heard anything like I heard what they were getting. So we joined forces with them and we turned it from direct radio voice, which would literally use white noise on a static 
station, meaning no station. And the white noise is what spirits would use to communicate. Well, there were a couple of concerns with that. The first concern is that any skeptic, any scientist, they basically dismiss ITC when a radio is used. They don't take it seriously because your spirit box, your scanning radio, direct radio voice doesn't scan radio, but you're still using a device that has the ability to pick up audio and play it. So one of the things was, can we make this, can we make this function without the radio? And I did a test um, two years ago out at the Superstition Mountains Museum where I used a sleep machine that had the sound of white noise on it. Yeah, yeah. And I did this in front of a live audience, and it worked. Oh, the wow. came through, and it actually embedded onto the chip in, those, in the sleep machine. Cool. Uh, but then we realized that we didn't need the radio at all. And we moved from a radio to a white noise generator. So all the white noise is computer chip um, produced. It has absolutely no audio data in it at all. No voice, no syllables, no nothing. Pure white noise does not have audible data in it. Right, right. And so we could still get full sentence responses um, using a white noise generator. But the other thing about, about Staticom and other improvements that we made is that people who do EVP do what's called record and review, meaning they turn the, re the recorder on, they ask a bunch of questions, then they may take it home, back it up, play it back, review it. Then they'll go through and try and enhance it, take out background noise, try to get the whatever vocals they think they have clearer, more understandable. Staticom does this all live. Oh, wow. We don't have to do anything. It'll clean it. It'll clear it. It'll spit out the vocals. And um, Ron had gotten a response one time, but it was so fast that he yeah. couldn't understand what was being said. So he came to me and said, hey, how do you slow down live white noise? And so I said, well, I think this will do it. And sure enough, it did. So not only do we clear it, not only does it filtered, um, it's live white noise is slowed down in real time. So we don't ever have that problem of voices coming through so fast that we miss the message. Right. Right. That That's crazy that yeah. it does it all at once. Cause I, I know when I do my sessions, like, and then I got to put it in a program and do the denoising to try to make the, you know, quieter and stuff. That That's awesome, man. What, did you come up with the, is it a program that's, that's in the computer or did you have to actually build the, the computer with hardware that, that has all this in it? It uses what's called a DAW. 
Okay. And DAW programs will input mods. Um, and the mods are made. It's basically like a complete audio studio. So we've got everything from DSers to frequency filters to you name it. Um, basically like having a, a full musical studio, studio. All, those, all those buttons and switches Correct. that they have. It's Correct. all in one thing. And, and right. you can focus it to give you the voices or, or do you focus on a certain frequency or is no, it? it uses the entire white band spectrum, everything from 20 Hertz to 20 kilohertz. So it all runs simultaneously because we never, we never know. People always ask, well, what filter, what frequency does spirit speak at? They're all yeah. over the boards. There isn't, right. there isn't a single frequency. It doesn't. It doesn't exist like that. So let me ask you this. Like before you do a session or, or, or get ready for a session, do you do any type of meditation or concentration or do you just put all the, the faith in into the computer you're using or laptop or? Well, you know, after doing this for 12, 13 years, most of that uh, because we've been doing it for so long, those connections have already been made. Spirits will communicate with us the second we turn it on. Over the years, <coughs> we've not had to focus so highly on getting them to communicate because it's a it's a back and forth appreciation. They know we're going to speak to them. They know that we're comfortable with them coming to speak to us. And so that relationship has been built upon over the last decade. Um, so there's not a lot of premeditation that needs to go into it outside of us activating it and saying, hey, come come speak with us. Yeah, it's just amazing, man. Like, you know, I, I've only been I've been doing this for, for three years and, and two of the years have just been here in my basement trying, you know, to communicate and, and solve cold cases and stuff. Um, so let me ask you this. Do, do you believe you have to be at a location to talk to a certain spirit or do you, can you do it at home and, and be able to talk to anybody? No, spirits are not bound by time or space. Right. And they, right. Can, they, can answer from, they can answer from anywhere. So the first thing we realize is just because we're getting voices does not mean A, they're at the location we're at and B, Getting spirits to speak does not indicate that the location you're at is even haunted. True. You Very can get true. them anywhere. Okay. Um, have you ever done any like home cases? Have you have you helped any individuals in their home to to try to talk to spirit and figure out why they're at the a home, like poltergeist or anything? Yeah, we have done all of that um, and had really good really good responses. Uh, I mean, we've gotten everything from, um, I, it's a shame you don't have the clips because you'll see what I'm talking about. Some of those are in there where, you know, we ask who's here. We get first mm -hmm. and last name from first and oh, wow. last name. Um, those were kind of vital to, to how Staticom works, but, um, it, so, so with this first and last name responses, were you able to tie it to the location or with the people living there? Or 
Well, there were times, I mean, we had one time where the people of the house said, oh my God, that's my uncle. He, he, he passed away, you know, a year ago or whatever it was at that time. Um, but there are other times too, where we've taken that name, looked it up and sure enough, they're, they're either attached to the property or, or somehow attached to the location. Um, it's amazing what, what Staticom can actually, um, can actually give you as far as responses. No, exactly. No, you, you're inspiring me, man. I, I that's what I, I want to do. Like I was thinking of building a, a box that had a analog tuner and using that and as the white noise, because there, nothing's being broadcasted on that analog frequency anymore. So, so why not use that? What do you think of, of that? Well, like I said, the main reason we completely removed from a radio was because of the the skepticism that's involved with it. You know, oh, okay. you, you yeah. get every answer from, you know, you're using a device that's made to pick up audio waves. You're you're getting stray radio. Well, we can't have that happen anymore. A white noise generator cannot pick up any radio wave, any satellite wave, any walkie-talkie wave. It's not physically possible. So to yeah, still get full intelligent responses through something that has no um, ability to pick up audio waves, that's what clearly set us aside and apart from the other devices used today. Yeah, and I'm, I'm sure, uh, you know, like we were talking backstage, uh, you, got, you got people that are, you know, truly skeptical and they want to test it out. Do you you want to tell them a little about that, or? Well, no one's been able to test it yet because the research isn't done yet. Okay. And okay. There's other complications. The fact that you know, it's not like a spirit box where the developer builds it, sells it, and you've got a you've got a device you flip on and you can use. This is a methodology, not a device. So. The two problems we run into is, A, um, the amount of questions that are going to come when this does get released. You know, the four of us couldn't even handle the amount of questions that are going to come, let alone helping people figure it out. What's going wrong? What are they not doing right? So that's part of the concern we have about releasing it. The bigger one is that we're not done with the research yet, and that could take that could take a while yet. Yeah, so you're using you're using the scientific method, you know, come up with a hypothesis, so on and so forth. Well, yes and no. All the research that's been done, all the testing that's been done, has been to probably about the highest degree of anything we've ever done before. To throw in the term scientific method, that's where it gets complicated because A, most sciences, whether you're talking physics, chemistry, psychology, follow what's called materialism or the 3D world. Studying or testing what we consider to be paranormal, science can't touch. They can't touch it because, A, they can't capture it. They can't put it in a lab. They can't test it. Therefore, they claim it doesn't exist. Well, there's one of two concerns there. Either, A, 
it doesn't exist. Well, we know it does. Yeah. Or B, there's a problem within their system that doesn't allow them to accept and test what we consider to be paranormal. And then based on what your outcome is of what the reality is around you, you know, most people refer to it today as paranormal. Well, we refer to it as communicating with disembodied consciousness. And if you believe consciousness survives death, then there's nothing paranormal about any of this. It's just plain normal. So, so a consciousness is a type of energy then, right? So does this get into quantum physics as, as far as, as how we can, how you can get these communications to come through? Well, you know, there's different variables of sciences, depending on, like I said, whether you're talking physics, whether you're talking um, psychology, but there, there's probably no direct theory out there that explains all of it. Um, and it's because, A, more than 50% of the variables that are involved in this, we probably don't even know what they are because we don't have that inside knowledge of what is on the other side. And we won't have it until we're there and then it's too late. So the best way to do it is to put together theories that answer more questions than are left open and continue to go down that testing research until you either hit a wall or you hit something that you can't explain or can't understand. So, like I said, the whole fact of consciousness, science today said consciousness is just a byproduct of the brain. Well, if consciousness was a byproduct of a brain, then who's answering my questions? Because there is no body there. The body is gone. The brain is gone, which means the only logical explanation is that consciousness then survives. And that is the theory under which we operate, that consciousness survives without consciousness being able to communicate, um, facilitate energy in certain scenarios. There would be nothing paranormal. There wouldn't. It wouldn't exist. No, you're right. You're right. So ha have you ever tried to like uh, use your uh, Staticom uh, to help like a cold case to, to maybe help elevate the you know, the, the value of Staticom. Have you ever tried that? Oh yeah. And it worked fine. The problem was when the FBI contacted us wanting to know how we got these answers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not, I'm not kidding. Really? Really? What, what, what case was it? If you can tell. No, I can't say. Okay. All right. All right. No, that's cool, man. No. If, in fact, if you've gotten contacted by the FBI, that. I mean, people yeah, they, are wanted probably know, they, yeah. wanted, they wanted to know how we got it, what the device was. They wanted to know if we had it patented. I said, well, if I patent it, I have to spell out and diagram out every aspect of how it operates. I said, if I do that, all you got to do is go look it up. And he went, oh, good point. She said, <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't patent it? I said, no. Were you a little freaked out when they when they called you or showed up? <laughs> well, you know, it it there's nothing more um, 
important than information. And when that information can come from sources that are not explainable, yeah, that can get a little scary because who doesn't want that information? Who doesn't right. want to be able to get that information? And so, yeah, it was a little, um, it was a little unnerving. <laughs> I bet, man. I can only imagine. <laughs> Jeez. Um, wow. So, uh, I guess from there, where do you, can have you ever asked Spirit about predictions? They will not. Um, there are what we call universal laws, and they will not go past those. There, there's a theory that if you have too much information, um, you know, you basically, your, your focus, your understanding basically falls apart. And we know when we are hitting those walls with spirit because they'll literally say, can't, can't tell you that, can't say anymore, we're done talking. Um, and that's everything from lottery numbers to, to future predictions. If you had all the information that's out there and knew everything, your life today here in the 3D world would become so complicated, so misaligned, you wouldn't be able to focus on anything. And it is, it is literally, people always say, well, what's that veil between life and death? That veil is simply the human body. It is oh, the veil between life okay. and death. Our vision only sees visual, visible light. Our hearing only goes from 20 hertz to 20 kilohertz. Yeah. Our sense of smell is limited. Our sense of colors we can see, um, what we can feel, touch. It is the limitations of the five senses that literally keep us away from what we call paranormal. And because unless you're considered a, a true medium or psychic and have that ability, the only other way to get in contact with it is through technology. And that's what we do. Yeah, no, exactly. Just using what you got and, and using trying to get it to do things that it normally can. I'm still getting over the fact that you used the, the white noise machine and, and got responses from that. What was that yeah. like? Well, it's what you got to hear to believe. Um, and I don't know. Uh, let me see. Because <laughs> without it, I mean, we're, we're, we're talking, but the real understanding of what this thing is and how it functions um, kind of goes out the window. So. No, exactly. You know, I'm, I'm thinking of those little snooze machines that you put next to your bed and you hit white noise. And I can, I can only imagine if it, if we heard a voice coming through it while you're sleeping or something. What? Yeah. Yeah. Give me, give me a second. Let me see if I can pull up at least something to uh, demonstrate yeah. what I'm talking yeah. about. No, no. Everybody's, uh, Everybody wants to say it. Roger says, fire it up, Tony. <laughs> uh, let's see. Kevin, hey, Kevin. There's Brian Lafferty. What's up, buddy? How you doing, man? All right. Let me see if I can share this. 
So this is when the entire um, EVPI team, myself, Cherie, Ron and Lourdes, and um, Chris and Audra, we went out to North Carolina and we investigated um, a house that Chris and Audra run called the Montgomery House. Okay. And we were doing Staticom upstairs and we were getting all sorts of information, but Lourdes asked the spirits, what do you like? What do you like about this house? What's, what's, what's your favorite part of this house? This, hold on, I'm going to have to share this, but this was the response that comes through, that came through Staticom. Um, okay, yeah, you hit the present and then I can pull yeah, it up. I just gotta, I just gotta bring it up first. Oh, sure, no problem. Okay, so let me share this. Uh, share screen. Also, share audio. And I want entire screen. Okay. All right. So this. You want me to add it now? And Yeah, go ahead. So this is upstairs at the Montgomery house. Like I said, you're going to hear Lourdes ask the spirits, what do you like about this house? Here's okay. the response. All right. All right. All right, why can't I get rid of this? Oh, just hit the hide button and then there we go. Yeah, there we go. All right, here it is. What's your favorite part of this house? Wow. Oh my gosh, that is amazing, man. And that's without any any white noise, any you know, the no, radio, it's right? filtered. That's just the white noise. The white noise is filtered. Now, the way we believe this works is through what's called um, static resonance, meaning okay. every sound the human ear can hear is is in white noise, all at the same level. Because the levels are even, you don't hear any of it except that sort of white noise, whooshy sound. When a spirit speaks, they go over a certain set of frequencies within the white noise. Yeah, yeah. So what happens is that emboldens those frequencies, but doesn't raise the background noise of the white noise. It elevates the sound of the voice on top of the white noise static sound. So it, it's kind of like the difference between standing outside and having one bee fly by you or an entire hive. That sound gets elevated. Yeah. That, that's how we figure this is this is working. That's crazy, man. You know, I'm so I'm so in awe right now. <laughs> like, like I'm ready to drive down to Arizona just to sit with you to see if we can get my brother to come through, man. Because I, well, just I mean, what, what we've you know? done, 
what we've seen it do so far, like I said, we don't even, we don't know the boundaries yet. We don't know, you know, people always ask us, well, how do you know what or who you're speaking to? Well, we always don't know. Yeah. We can ask and we've had spirits answer and say we're spirits. But does that mean we couldn't be speaking to extraterrestrial? Does that mean we couldn't be speaking to multidimensional? Absolutely not. If the, method, if the method is used and can be used by one, there's no reason why it couldn't be used by another. I mean, most people that talk about UFO encounters say, well, I heard them speaking to me, but their mouth never moved. Well, it's because they're not using vocal sounds. They're yeah. using some sort of mental energy. Yeah, some sort of static or telekin. Yeah, I think that's what they call it, telekinesis, you know, right. putting the, the sound in your brain. So so based upon that, once once you figure this out, okay, are, are you going to go to, like, glasses where we can see the different light? frequencies could you use the same technology that way well when you're talking about light frequencies are you talking about producing images yeah well eventually but like i said this this isn't something that you know you you do over a weekend and you're done right Right? i know i know i'm just i'm just thinking out loud man i I, how cool would that be to hook your machine up and wear the glasses and see who's saying that that wouldn't i mean there's lots of um, tests that were done by like um, Rinaldi, um, I think Dr. Annabelle Cardoso did some as well, where both audio and visual were combined. Um, so do we know that it could probably be accomplished? Yes. Um, are we ready to throw that out now? No. No. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. So, so are you at the point where where you can manufacture, you know, your, your devices? Well, again, it's not a device. It's a, it's a method programs or, you know, what, what it is. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're not at a stage though, where we know we're even done. Uh, right. We've made some great accomplishments, uh, but there's a lot left to do. And, you know, when that day will eventually come that we say, okay, we're at a point where we feel it's at an acceptable level to release. Um, you know, and it may be there now, I don't know, but are we ready to do that yet? No. And for some of the reasons why I explained before, um, but you know, we, we want to get it in the hands of, of typical investigators because we know they're going to be able to produce similar results and the results are literally mind blowing. Um, you know, you're not talking about trying to decipher what was said in between static and, and I mean, the, the voices are about as crystal clear, at least right now, as we've been able to get it. Now we've got lots of tests going on to improve that. Um, but you know, all those things still require time, research, test after test after test. But um, let me play for you another example. Yeah. No, Uh, I'd love it, man. Yeah. So this was that this one was at the same house we were just talking about. Okay. And we were in there 
Hold on, let me pause this a second. And Chris, we were at the bottom of the stairs. We hadn't gone upstairs yet. And I see Chris looking at the stairs. And I looked over and I looked on the first landing and I saw some little girl standing in the corner. Oh, no way. What? <laughs> and then Chris said to me, he goes, do you see her? I said, there's, there's a little girl standing in the corner. He goes, so you can see her. I said, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and that, <clears throat> that's not common right, right. <clears throat> for me to, oh. to see that. And then we, uh, we went outside. And when we were standing outside talking, I saw the same girl lean over and look out the window at us. What? And Chris, Chris saw it too. And Chris goes, did you see it? I said, yeah. She just stuck her head, poked it out the window. He said, yeah. He goes, I, I can't believe you can see that. I said, I've never been able to see that before. Well, when we got done with all that, we went upstairs and turned Staticom on. And we're asking questions. And this, this is what Staticom said after that. After, after all, everything that you just experienced. Correct. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, let's see. I, I can't get over that, man. I, 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 I saw my first apparition. I was helping this family, and I saw this glowing white light, and, and I went to the next room. I was like, nope, not deal, not ready for that. It was my first investigation. I was like, nope. <laughs> All right, you ready? You want to ready to show this? Yeah. Okay. So, like I said, this is the same house. But here is what the response that came through Staticom. What? Said your name? <laughs> Tony Rathman can see. That is clear as clear can be, man. That is amazing. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And and they, they, they nailed it because that's exactly what just occurred. I had never seen that before. And, um, you know, and not only, not only did it accurately and intelligently define what occurred. Yeah. Said my first and last name. Yeah. No, it was clear as day. I, I, I'm so jealous, man. I, I, you need another member on your team? I'll take the Colorado area. <laughs> And it's, it's wild. It's wild stuff. No, no doubt yeah. about it. But, you know, we, like I said, every time we mess with it, um, something else occurs, but I'm going to, I'm going to play one more. And this is okay. actually, this is actually, um, we, we had just started, this was probably two years ago, three years ago. Okay. And we had a voice come through and the voice identified himself as Bocci, Marcello was, Bocci. Was, now, was this the um, Ron's device or was this when you first were starting your, your Staticom stuff? 
Uh, I can't remember whether this was Staticom or DRV. I think it was Staticom. But this was off of my machine. And the one I'm going to play after that, this came off of Ron's machine. Now, Ron and Lourdes are in New Jersey. We're in Phoenix, Arizona. So we are literally across the country from each other. Thousands of miles apart, right? Correct. (laughs) So here is... Here's the first one. Okay, let me share this. It's on there. Yeah, you're good. Oh, yeah, okay. All right. Here it is. What? Spirits, can you please try to communicate with us through this device? Who's watching? Marcello, you started this method. It is working. Can you please try to communicate with us? Wow, man. So we got a question from uh, ERRT Radio. It says, can the echo be adjusted? There's no echo. There isn't no echo. Okay. There, are, there are no there are no side effects in this at all. No reverb. No none of that. That's yeah, spirit rock stuff, right? That's awesome. That so, like you were saying earlier, it's just a sound studio. You know, it, it's automatically adjusting. You know, the the frequencies, the uh, deverb, and it's doing it all on its own, right? Correct. Okay. Wow, that is crazy, man. What what's the next one you wanted to you wanted All to right. show us? So I think it was with Ron's Ron's uh, DRV. Right. This the next one's from Ron Staticom, and it was literally a day after, two days after the one I just played. So let me find that. Hold on, um, dude. Wouldn't it be crazy if you're like Michello Bacci in the past life or something? <laughs> Well, considering he answered on the last clip I just played, I I can't be in two places at once, so it wasn't me. (laughs) All right, so here's the one. All right, so this is the one Ron got. So let's see, is the audio still shared? I think so. Yeah, yeah, you're still good. All right, here it is. I'm <laughs> 
Yeah, so you know the 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 craziest thing about it is when we started realizing the responses that we're getting was like I said for 12 13 years I built spirit boxes. Yeah, 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 totally. But the thing about a spirit box is is that you turn it on, you go into a location and you ask question after yeah. question after question, hoping, hoping to get some kind of response. One of the first times I turned on Staticom and realized they were asking me questions. I was answering them. Wow. That's, that is a huge difference between yeah. what Staticom can do and what your typical spirit box does well like you were saying earlier you don't know who's on the other end you know right. what it what if it is a, a alien or, or maybe it is spirit it, you you don't know you know that's right. that's the thing we're we're like you were saying we're stuck in this 3d world you know we we have no idea what what the fourth dimension fifth dimension offers you know we only we only have theories and i think you're well on your path to to finding out let me ask you this. Do you, do you believe um, that you have spirit guides? That spirit guides are with you on helping you on this life path? Well, I mean, I'm sure there's some influence from any um, from any spirit, whether you consider it a guide or not. Um, again, it's based on what you believe this reality to be and what you consider to be you know, your various religious background, um, cultural backgrounds. But, you know, physics alone says energy cannot be created or destroyed. It can only change form. The okay. human body, the human body runs off of nutrients that it gets from food. If, if you were taking a road trip in your car and you had... 12 miles till it was empty and you had to go 200 miles. What do you do? You fill your car up with gas to be able to make yeah. the trip, right? Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Well, if, if we as human beings 
only ran off of nutrients we got from food, then if I was tired, all I would have to do is eat a big meal and all my energy should be back. But we all know that's not how it works. So it's only the human body that is nourished by nutrients. The other part, spirit, consciousness, soul, must recharge somewhere during sleep because only after sleep do you get the recharge of both body and consciousness. Or do you think it's emotion? Like when you're happy, things things tend to go quicker as opposed to when you're you're sad or depressed. Time seems to go slower. So well, so that part of energy? Well, I mean Nikola Tesla said that if you want to understand the universe, think in terms of energy, frequency, and vibration, because that's what controls everything. If you look at what consciousness is, that's energy, frequency, and vibration. Well, guess what white noise is? Energy, frequency, and vibration. And that is what has allowed these voices to come through. So if you're talking in terms of energy or energy frequency and vibration that's basically the the building blocks of probably the universe of consciousness and everything in between so depending on what your reality is of what what the world is around you the main building block has to be consciousness or energy frequency and vibration that's that's how we communicate that's how um, we can communicate after the passing and the fact that we can get voices from a disembodied consciousness that's not there means that that energy has to survive or there'd be no way to get the answers we're getting. Yeah, no, I I totally agree. And Todd is saying the difference between spirit box and static on is not uh, once there have been some type of spirit communication, direct response, there's a spirits between each themselves i don't i i i man i'm so in awe of you right now like like those responses are just amazing and and i'm glad you you're you're developing them anything i can do to help man if you need something from car just let me know dude i i I love you man um tell 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 all our viewers where where can we find you i know you got your your podcast with uh with ron and chris Why, why don't you shout out your stuff for us Sure. We do a live podcast every Monday night, 9 p.m. Eastern, um, 7 p.m. Mountain, 6 p.m. Pacific time called Entity Voices Paranormal Evidence. We will show our own evidence, stuff from Staticom. We will invite paranormal investigators from all over the country to come and show stuff that they've captured. We go through the clips. We break it down from every aspect possible, looking at what worked, what didn't work, what could be replicated, um, what tools they were using, what equipment they were using. So that's a great time every every week. But we've got YouTube under Entity Voices uh, Paranormal Investigations. We got YouTube under Staticom. We got a website, EntityVoices.com. Uh, shows the team, shows stuff on Staticom. Uh, and then we've got Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, 
Twitter. Yeah, um, yeah. Just look up Entity Voices or Staticom. You'll you'll come across us. That's awesome, man. I'm sure if we just Google your name, they'll all come up too, right? <laughs> A lot of them will, yeah. <laughs> all right, man. So I, I can't thank you enough, Tony. And, and I'm sorry AJ couldn't be here. I know he had the clips, man. But, but I have had the awesomest time with you, man. And I can't thank you enough for, for giving us this opportunity. You bet. So Pleasure to... Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, um, we're already friends on Facebook, dude. So, um, I, I appreciate everything. And your wife, uh, is saying uh, great show and guest. So she's giving you props, dude. You did a good uh, job. Awfully nice of you, Jerry. <laughs> great show, Jonathan. Great guest. Yeah, man. I, this has been, uh, one of our greater shows and I can't thank you enough, Tony, for, for hanging in there with me. And, um, you know, I uh, I really hope I can get to Arizona. I would love to sit down with you and do a session and and see what we could get. So yeah, we got um, a bunch of. We're going to be in. If you ever do get out in Arizona, especially in the next couple of months, we're going to be in the Globe Paracon um, mid April. We're going to be at the Tombstone Paracon uh, end of April, and there will be complete demonstrations. Um, uh presentations and everything in between on this so so yeah no i i really appreciate you tony and um you know i i would i'll be honest i was a little skeptic to it but you know after the talking to you and getting to see how how you your path developed over the the 12 years in this research man i am i am so proud that you're you're my friend man and um you know i i'm I'm really gonna push your stuff, so um, awesome. I'll, I'll try. I'll try to make it down there. I'll try to make it down to Arizona. Love to meet you, man. Yeah, and like I said, you know, Sheree and I do it on the West Coast. Ron and Lourdes um, do it on the East Coast, um, and they probably even have more events. Well, not probably. They have many more events than we do, just because the East Coast is much more oh, yeah. paranormally <laughs> charged than than the west but um if you ever get a chance and see something called tdsi or the digital seance initiative we do it on the west coast ron and lourdes do it on the east coast that's where people come in they watch they listen they can ask their own questions and it uh it's just phenomenal what the what the method can do so if you see that check it out Oh, I definitely will. And Brian says thank you, uh, you know, for coming on the Parapost Network, Tony. He he appreciates that. You He's bet, Brian. Thank you. Parapost. And, um, uh, you know, guys, I can't thank you enough. And uh, thanks for tuning in. Uh, Tony, I'll put you backstage. Uh, it's up to you if you want to stay or go. I, I just wanted to say a quick private thank you and for everything, man. All right. Uh, well, I, I appreciate it. Thank you, Jonathan. Yeah, I'll put you backstage here. Uh, guys, fabulous show. If you missed it, catch the rewatch. And, uh, you know, I can't, I can't thank Tony enough for, for everything. So, uh, have a good night guys. And, uh, this was talking with the source. Take care. This is going to show. It's not showing. What is going on? Spirits messing with my computer. Later guys. Have a good one. <laughs>